Hello to all the listeners there and I hope you all are enjoying this bliss called peace in your life. So today let's start the first chapter of the book The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson. So the first chapter is Don't Try. Charles Bukowski was an alcoholic, a womanizer, a chronic gambler, a lout, a cheap steak, a deadbeat, and on his worst days, a poet. He's probably the last person on the earth you would ever look to for life advice or expect to see in any sort of self-help book, which is why he's the perfect place to start. Bukowski wanted to be a writer, but for decades his work was rejected by almost every magazine, newspaper, journal, agent and publisher he submitted to. His work was horrible, they said. Crude, disgusting, depraved. And as the stacks of rejection slips piled up, the weight of his failures pushed him deep into an alcohol-fluid depression that would follow him for most of his life. Bukowski had a day job as a letter filler at a post office. He got paid shit money and spent most of it on booze. He gambled away the rest at the racetrack. At night, he would drink alone and sometimes hammer out poetry on his beat-up old typewriter. Often, he would wake up on the floor, having passed out the night before. Thirty years went by like this, most of it a meaningless blur of alcohol, drugs, gambling and prostitutes. Then, when Bukowski was 50, after a lifetime of failure and self-loathing, an editor at a small independent publishing house took a strange interest in him. The editor couldn't offer Bukowski much money or much promise of sales, but he had a weird affection for drunk loser, so he decided to take a chance on him. It was the first real shot Bukowski had ever got, and he realized probably the only one he would ever get. Bukowski wrote back to the editor, I have one of two choices, stay in the post office and go crazy, or stay out here and play at writer and starve. I have decided to starve. Upon signing the contract, Bukowski wrote his first novel in three weeks. It was called Simply Post Office. In the dedication he wrote, dedicated to nobody. Bukowski would made it as a novelist and poet. He would go on and publish six novels and hundreds of poems, selling over two million copies of his books. His popularity defied everyone's expectations particularly his own. Stories like Bukowski's are the bread and butter of our cultural narrative. Bukowski's life embodies the American dream. A man fights for what he wants, never gives up and eventually achieves his wildest dreams. 
it's practically a movie waiting to happen. We all look at stories like Bukowski's and say, see, he never gave up, he never stopped trying, he always believed in himself, he persisted against all the odds and made something of himself. It is then strange that on Bukowski's tombstone, the epithet reads, don't try. See, despite the book sales and the fame, Bukowski was a loser. He knew it and his success stemmed not from some determination to be a winner, but from the fact that he knew he was a loser, accepted it and then he wrote honestly about it. He never tried to be anything other than what he was. The genius in Bukowski's work was not in overcoming unbelievable odds or developing himself into a shining literary light. It was the opposite. It was his simple ability to be completely, unflinchingly honest with himself, especially the worst parts of himself, and to share his feelings without hesitation or doubt. This is the real story of Bukowski's success, his comfort with himself as a failure. Bukowski didn't give a fuck about success. Even after his fame, he still showed up to poetry readings, hammered and verbally abused people in his audience. He still exposed himself in public and tried to sleep with every woman he could find. Fame and success didn't make him a better person, nor was it by becoming a better person that he became famous and successful. Self-improvement and success often occur together. But that doesn't necessarily mean they are the same thing. Our culture today is obsessively focused on unrealistically positive expectations. Be happier, be healthier, be the best, better than the rest. Be smarter, faster, richer sexier, more popular, more productive, more envied, and more admired. Be perfect and amazing and crap out 12 carat gold nuggets before breakfast each morning while kissing your selfie-ready spouse and two and a half kids goodbye. Then fly your helicopter to your wonderfully fulfilling job where you spent your days doing incredibly meaningful work that's likely to save the planet one day. But when you stop and really think about it, conventional life advice, all the positive and happy self-help stuff we hear all the time is actually fixating on what you lack. It lasers in on what you perceive your personal shortcomings and failures to already be and then emphasizes them for you. You learn about the best ways to make money because you feel you don't have enough money already. You stand in front of the mirror and repeat affirmations saying you are beautiful because you feel as though you are not beautiful already. You follow dating and relationship advice because you feel that you are unlovable already. You try goofy visualization exercises about being more successful because you feel as though you aren't successful enough already. 
ironically this fixation on the positive on what's better what's superior only serves to remind us over and over again of what we are not of what we lack of what we should have been but failed to be after all no truly happy person feels the need to stand in front of a mirror and recite that she is happy she just is there is a saying in texas the smallest dog barks the loudest a confident man doesn't feel a need to prove that he's confident a rich woman doesn't feel the need to convince anybody that she is rich either you are or you are not and if you are dreaming of something all the time then you are reinforcing the same unconscious reality over and over that you are not that everyone in the tv commercial wants you to believe that the key to a good life is a nicer job or a more rugged car or a prettier girlfriend or a hot tub with an inflatable pool for the kids the world is constantly telling you that the path to a better life is more 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 buy more own more make more fuck more be more you are constantly bombarded with messages to give a fuck about everything all the time give a fuck about a new tv give a fuck about having a better vacation than your co-workers give a fuck about buying that new lawn ornament give a fuck about having the right kind of selfie stick why my guess because giving a fuck about more stuff is a good for business and while there's nothing wrong with good business the problem is that giving too many fucks is bad for your mental health it causes you to become overly attached to the superficial and fake to dedicate your life to chasing a mirage of happiness and satisfaction the key to a good life is not giving a fuck about more it's giving a fuck about less giving a fuck about only what is true and immediate and important